In the 1960s, the Soviet Union sent a bunch of cosmonauts into outer space on a mission, uh, and they went on their mission, uh, they came back, and uh, the then leader of the Soviet Union in a press conference, he was a staunch atheist, uh, and in his press conference, he made the statement that our astronauts, our cosmonauts have gone all the way into the universe to places we've never been before, and there was no God to be found there. It was a statement that there is no God, and no matter how far we go, we'll never find one. Well, C.S. Lewis, who is probably most known uh, for writing the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, those great stories, uh, but was also a great philosophical mind and wrote a lot on theology, and he wrote an article in response to that statement. He said, well, if there's a God who created this universe and everything that we know, then we should never expect that we could go anywhere, no matter how high or how far we go, and find God as an object within that universe. He said, we have to think of it differently. Think of it as if there was a play written. An author writes a play. Picture Hamlet being written by Shakespeare. You could never expect that Hamlet would know anything about Shakespeare. It would be like Shakespeare going way up into the attic of his castle and looking to find out what Shakespeare is like and who Shakespeare is. He says, it's ridiculous. We would never expect that. The only way a character in a play, someone like Hamlet, might know anything about the author of the play, about Shakespeare is if Shakespeare revealed himself by writing himself into the play. Then he might know all kinds of things about his author. And we are the characters. And Christmas is the message that God has written himself into the story, into history, into our story, into this world. And not just by writing us a book, not just by writing us a letter, not just by telling us about himself, but he wrote himself into the story in the person of Jesus. He has come close. God has come near. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas. It's kind of a romantic, uh, you know, nice Christmassy kind of message, isn't it? The snow falls and we read the stories that we've read tonight and it's all nice and peaceful. Except if you read in the scripture, any time where God actually shows up, or an angel on God's behalf claiming something on God's behalf, uh, everybody gets scared. Everybody's a little bit worried about what God is going to do. Everybody realizes that if God shows up, everything is going to change. We can't control God, that our lives might be different, that we are not in control. We might even be concerned about what kind of God it is that is showing up. If God shows up, if God is part of this world, how will we find him? Will he be angry? Will he want to punish us? Will he ask us to do things that we don't want to do? People are always scared when God or an angel on God's behalf shows up. And maybe sometimes we are a little bit too. Let me read you a little bit from the Christmas story from Matthew chapter 1. It says, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God comes close. 
You can understand why the angel, the first thing he says to Joseph is, don't be afraid to move forward because this is of God, but don't be afraid because everything is changing. This is not the plan of Mary and Joseph. It's not the sort of life that they set out to have. It's not what they thought would happen in this stage of their life. It's probably certainly not how they thought their marriage would start, but do not be afraid. And then we read that last verse that says, the virgin will conceive a child, she'll give a birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel which means God is with us. Can I talk about what it means that God is with us for just a few minutes, this powerful, powerful name? It was originally um, not about Jesus at all. In fact, hundreds of years later, that verse is quoted uh, from the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah was speaking to a king, King Ahaz. Ahaz was the king of Israel, and he found himself in a hopeless situation. There were three other superpower nations that were coming to attack and to wipe out the entire people of Israel. He realized that his military was much too small. They were way overmatched. The world was a dark and evil place that they didn't know how they were going to escape from. Despair had set in for Ahaz. And then Isaiah comes and says, Ahaz, I want you to test the Lord to see what the Lord will do for you. And he's just, he's so discouraged. He says, no, I can't even do that. We're going to get wiped out. And then this verse comes where Isaiah says to him, there's going to be this young woman who's going to have a child, and the child to be called Emmanuel. And what Isaiah says about Emmanuel is that by the time this child grows up enough to know right from wrong, so scholars think that probably means when the kid was maybe four or five years old, just enough that cognitively they could figure a few things out, he will eat curds and honey. You go, so what? What does that mean? Curds and honey, honey would be food that you would eat when there's peace, when things are going well, when there's prosperity, not when you're being attacked, not when you're at war, not when everything is falling apart. And the point is that this child who's being bored will call Emmanuel. And whenever things get dark, and whenever you're not sure that you can move forward, and whenever you think the obstacles against you are just too much, we'll look to that child and we'll call him Emmanuel. And we'll be reminded that God is with us. And what that meant is not just that God is with us, but that God is for us. That God is going to work on our behalf. That God is going to save us from our enemies. That God is going to bring us to peace and prosperity. He's going to bring us to a place where he gives us everything that we need. This powerful, powerful name, Emmanuel. It means that God is with us, which means that God is for us. That what you see now, all the obstacles against you, don't hold a candle to the one who is for you. There's another story in 2 Kings about another king who was being attacked and another prophet that went to him and the people of Israel woke up one day and they were circled. They were circled by the army that was much stronger than them, a very similar situation and didn't know how they were going to get away, didn't know how they were going to flee. All they saw was the horses and the chariots of this army around them. They saw everyone that was against them. And then Elisha, the prophet, he says what we hear so often when God shows up, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them, which made no sense because they looked around and said, actually, those who are with us are far less than those who are against us. We are not strong enough to even get away from those who are against us. And then it says that Elisha prayed for the king, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. He saw the army of heaven coming to the rescue. He saw all the resources of a God who loved them and realized his eyes were open to see a reality that he had not seen, that even though I see everyone who's against us, God is with us and God 
is for us. My question for us tonight, as we get closer and closer to tomorrow, Christmas, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, is what would it look like in your life if your eyes were opened to realize that God is with us and God is for us? That no matter what obstacles or circumstances seem so big in your life, you realize that those who are for us are greater than those who are against us. That the power of heaven, the power of God, has stepped into our world, not to give us in a superficial way everything that we think we want, but that God would promise to give us everything that we need for the life that he has called us to. That those who are greater, those who are for us, he that is for us, is greater than anything that could be against us. And so when the angel announced the birth of Jesus, and when they said that you would call him Emmanuel, God with us, the point was the same. No matter how dark it gets, no matter how evil the world looks, no matter how lost you are, no matter how hopeless you feel, you look to this child who has been born, say Emmanuel. No matter what's against us, God is for us because God is with us. And so uh, our task is to continue to look to Jesus, not just baby Jesus, but the Jesus who grew up and taught us how to love one another and then showed us how to love one another as he sacrificed himself and died for us. The Jesus who was resurrected by the power of God to give us life, deep, lasting, satisfying, real, true Life, Emmanuel, God is with us, and God is for us. Something uh, unique and really incredible has happened at this church this past year, at Westside Church, and many of you have been part of it. See, the last uh, few years, I don't know if you've noticed, but we've had a lot against us, collectively. And in this past year, some of us, uh, we finally started to come out of isolation. We've started to come back a little bit to some normalcy of being able to gather in bigger groups and, and do more things together. Some of us have moved, and you found yourself in a new area, maybe close by here. Some of us have, for the first time or the first time in a long time, decided that it's time to be part of a community of faith, and you've started journeying us with us here. Some of us uh, have needed a, a place to restart and a new home church to find encouragement, and to find hope. And we've seen so many of us come together, whether we've been here and part of this church for a long time or just a short time. What an incredible thing for us to celebrate. Because when I read about Emmanuel, God is with us. It's not that God is with me. It's not that God is with you. It's that God is with us. That God's presence is meant to be experienced and shared together in community. That when we realize and when we really believe and trust that God is with us and for us, one of the best ways that we can live that out is by sharing his presence and sharing his love with one another. When God is with us, we're motivated to be with and for one another. And we started to see that happen. And what's happened for so many of us this year is that we have began to become family, living in God's presence and sharing God's presence. What a beautiful thing for us to celebrate this Christmas. 
Today, maybe you're here for the very first time. Maybe you're a guest of someone that's invited you today. And I simply want to invite you, um, if you're perhaps one of those people who are looking for a, a, a place to explore faith or maybe a new church home, that perhaps uh, in an imperfect way, uh, we could invite you to come back and join us as, as we simply try to receive the presence and the love and the light of God and then to share it with one another. Because at the core, I think what would transform our lives on an ongoing basis, if we really trusted and believed that God is with us and God is for us. And that is my, uh, my desire for you tonight and this Christmas, that you'd be blessed by God's presence and knowing that he's with you and for you. He's with us and for us. So here at Westside, if this is your first Christmas Eve with us, uh, we have a tradition that we do at the end of our Christmas Eve service every year. There is a candle uh, in the rack of the chair just in front of you. You can grab it now if you want. Um, the Gospel of John, John the writer says, uh, similar to what we've been talking about where Matthew said, Emmanuel, God is with us. John used, uh, he used the imagery of light, word becoming flesh and light coming in the darkness. And so uh, all of this season in Advent, we've been lighting these candles, the light of hope and love and joy and of peace. And tonight I'm going to light the final candle, which is the Christ candle, and my hope is it helps to turn our attention to once again look and see Jesus, Emmanuel, that God is with us. So uh, I'm going to pray for you, and then in just a second some ushers are going to come up, and as we light these candles, they're going to come and light your candles. And what I'm going to ask you to do is, if your candle is lit, that you would turn to the person next to you or behind you, and that we would just spread that light. And we're going to have a quiet moment. And maybe after a busy season coming up to Christmas, for many of us, this might be the first time in a while you've had a time just to take a deep breath and experience a quiet moment. And you'll be able to look around the room and see the light that we all hold, symbolic of Jesus, the true light that gives life to everyone coming into the world. And be reminded that the presence of God is not just with you or me, but with all of us, that none of us have to face our challenges alone. Because he is with us, and so we're, we are with each other. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And so, Jesus, we thank you for showing us what real life looks like, for being the light into the darkness. I pray tonight for anyone who perhaps the things that are against them are weighing very heavily and have come to mind. Would you show us all and help us to grow in our trust that no matter who or what is against us, you are for us, that we are not alone in your presence, and that we are not alone because we're in community. Thank you for that beautiful gift that we celebrate this Christmas time. Thank you for your light and your life. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>